Do you feel guilty about the fact that your quiet time with the Lord is often a struggle? This is the topic on today's podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is the Dorenda Wilson Podcast, and I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The Four-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. Also, if you're interested in a free devotional that was written specifically to go with the four-hour school day, all you have to do is hit the link that I'm sharing in the show notes and subscribe to my monthly email newsletter, and you can have that free digital download. So I hope you'll take advantage of that offer. Also, I wanted to give you a little testimonial about CTC math from one of our listeners. She had this to say, I took a leap of faith and tried CTC math for the kids. I kept hearing you talk about it on your super helpful and wonderful podcast. Thank you for that. Our lives are so much better with this incredible program. My kids beg to do their math lessons first and it has freed me up to work with the other kids more intentionally because I'm not struggling to teach concepts to frustrated children. It is a wonder. I was planning to pay for a math tutor to come over to help, and now I don't have to search for one. Thank you. I've already told all of my homeschool mom friends. So moms, check out CTC Math at ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. And don't forget to take advantage of their free trial offer. I want to remind you that at the end of this episode, after prayer, I'm going to be sharing an exciting resource from Classical Conversations. So I hope you'll stick around and listen to hear about that. Now, as with just about every topic, the internet is full of varying opinions and memes when it comes to moms and their quiet time with God. Some send the message that we shouldn't beat ourselves up if we aren't spending time in the word and prayer, that God understands, and others convey more harsh messages that seem to ooze with condemnation. Now, I don't know about you, but it can be really easy to be tossed back and forth by all of this depending on the day. So what we want to do today is to drill down into the specifics of what is actually biblical so that we don't fall prey to the enemy's discouragement or his distractions to keep us from what is good and right and true in the area of devotions. Okay, so let's start out just by defining devotions, okay? I looked up the word online and um, some of the meanings were um, these things that I'm gonna describe to you right now. Profound religious emotion, awe and reverence, um, vow, sacrificing oneself, promising solemnly, uh, kind of from the word vow, um, an act of religious worship, a religious exercise. That's probably the most accurate definition, Um, but that's typically kind of what we think of um, when we think of devotions, like a really specific time 
and place that we're doing this. So obviously there's nothing inherently wrong with the word devotions, but I think where we kind of uh, can drift off in a direction we maybe don't want to go is the fact that it's heavily associated with sitting quietly and praying and studying God's word without interruption, preferably for bigger chunks of time, you know, like we used to do before we had kids, right? So as moms, this expectation can bring some real disillusionment, um, so much so that we become incredibly discouraged and uh, all but give up on our devotion time with the Lord, right? So the first thing that I want to remind you is that God is a gentle shepherd. He understands the season we are in. That is absolutely true. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom. And listen closely, gently lead those who are with young. So God understands the season that we're in. I leaned very heavily into this verse, especially in those years when there were a lot of little ones at home. The other thing I want to remind you of is that Jesus understands, okay? He understands the feelings. He understands the temptation to not spend time in the word and prayer because he is the great high priest, Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16 says, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we need to ask God to help us resist the temptation to give up and instead commit ourselves to making prayer and time in the word a priority. I'm gonna be talking about this a little bit more later on in this episode, but that might mean that things need to look a little different during this season. But again, we're going back to the fact that God understands. He gently leads those who are with young, but it does not take away our duty to be obedient and to be in the word and in prayer. Hebrews 4 Um, 9 and 10 says, um, and this is part of the passage that I just read. It actually precedes the passage that I just read. It says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. So I, I think a relatable principle here might be that having devotions should not be a workspace thing, but rather an act of faith and obedience. So, you know, um, there was a book I read a while back that talked about the struggle that can come from rest, from resting in the Lord. You know, maybe we want to spend copious amounts of time praying. We'd like to spend longer times than we are really allowed um, as moms of little ones or moms of, you know what I mean? Like in this particular season of life, okay? But maybe um, a couple of things. One, 
prayer does not have to happen just in one time and place. It can be something we do throughout the day because the word does say to pray continually, right? So every opportunity that we have, we can be fellowshipping with the Lord. But the flip side is maybe we we still would just really like that time of just him and us and that it would be way, way longer. But for this season, that's just not a possibility. And so what we need to do is rest in the fact that this is a boundary that God has allowed on our lives right now. And our prayer life may have to look different than we would like it to, but we're gonna rest in that uh, that thing that feels like it's lacking, if that makes sense. Again, we can still be diligent in prayer. It just may not look like what we would like it to look like. And in that sense, there's like a suffer for lack. And uh, when it comes to resting in the Lord, oftentimes there is a there can be a bit of struggle. You know, when I take a Sabbath on Sundays, I have to resist the urge to try to get ahead for the next week or catch up from the last week and instead have that day set aside specifically to rest. And there is sometimes some suffering and some struggle that happens there, but God honors obedience. Okay. So now I'm going to go on to the next uh, few verses after that. So we're in Hebrews four, we just read nine and 10. Now we're going to read 11 through 13. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So this passage highlights the importance of the word of God being present in our lives. We need to think of it as nutrition. Now, we wouldn't intentionally go for days without food. And if we did, we would begin to feel weak and unable to function, right? So the same is true spiritually. The word of God nourishes our souls and gives us sustenance for the good work he has given us. In order to be godly wives and mothers, we have to be taking in soul nourishment. So all of that being said, this is going to look different in different seasons, but the fact that it doesn't look like what it looked like when we didn't have kids does not make it any less important or any less valuable or any less obedient. We have to understand that we are in a battle each day. The enemy does not, he does not want us to be successful in nurturing healthy marriages, raising godly children, we're living a godly life that bears fruit. We have an opposer who is alive and well. He is sneaky, he's conniving, and he'll do whatever it takes to keep us discouraged and distracted. The word of God and fellowship with the Lord is the only place that we're gonna find wisdom and discernment and clarity for the battles that we face each day. However, it's also important to remember that although Satan is always trying to overthrow the long-term purposes of God, his plans will always fail and will ultimately serve God's purposes. And those purposes are fulfilled through God's people. Do you see the connection there? So the enemy wants to discourage us from seeking God. When we're seeking God through the word and meditation on the word and prayer, um, those right there are kind of the three main spiritual disciplines. 
when we're doing that, we have God's word on the forefront of our minds and we have it ready to wield, right? It is ready. It is right there. And here's the thing, moms, the enemy cannot remain where the word of God is being declared. So we have to resist him with the word, both verbally and in our actions, You know that old adage that says actions speak louder than words? When we are acting in faith based on what we know to be true, even though the enemy is tempting us to do something else, we are declaring that Jesus is in fact Lord. We need to daily put on the full armor of God so that we can resist the enemy, not only for our sake, but for the sake of our families. Moms, this is our sacred duty. This should be a top priority for us. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So what this means, moms, is that we must remain intentional in whatever season of motherhood we're in. Understand that there is nothing more important than being in the word and in prayer with God. This includes, but is not limited to, a devotional time, or a time set aside each day to be intentionally in the word and in prayer. However, it may look like some Bible reading and note-taking in the morning and prayer at night before bed or during the kids' naps or vice versa. Um, It's just one small example of the many possibilities. I believe God will give you wisdom in your particular season, but seek it out, make it a priority. The truth is that we make time for what we believe is important. That is the absolute truth. We make time for what we believe is important. And the point of this episode is simply to remind you why it is important. I'm not wanting to condemn you or load you down with false guilt. I I do not want to do that. I will not do that. I am not doing that. But I'm also not going to tell you that this shouldn't be a priority and that it isn't of utmost importance. I would be lying to you if I said that. I would not be loving you well if I did that. 
I love the story of Mary and Martha. It's such a great reflection of this very topic of exactly what I'm talking about. So Martha and Mary were having some people over, including Jesus. And this always just makes me laugh because it's like, She's ha- they're having Jesus, the son of God over for dinner, but you know, no pressure at all, right? <laughs> and it just happens that in that culture, that being a good host was highly respected. So this was something that you really wanted to do well. Um, maybe not always for the right reasons, right? Um, so Martha had her list Um, I can so relate to her, her checklist. And she was going down the checklist. She was doing all the things to get ready. And there was a lot to do. And she looks over at Mary and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, essentially for all intents and purposes, being very unproductive, right? So Martha, um, you know, basically says to Jesus, look, there's, I'm I'm paraphrasing here, but there's a lot that needs to be done you know, aren't you going to tell Mary to come and help me? And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha, you are concerned about many things, but Mary has chosen the better thing and it will not be taken from her. Isn't that astounding? So what I feel like is reflected in this story and what I believe is reflected in this story is not that a checklist is wrong. It's not that we shouldn't be productive and faithfully carry out our duties. But Mary understood that she was a disciple of Christ first and foremost. So to put that in our language, moms, you are a disciple of Christ before you are a mother. You are a disciple of Christ before you are a wife. We are committed to Christ above all. Now, that doesn't mean that we let everything go, like we're going to just sit at the feet of Jesus and dinner's going to magically appear. That's not what's being said here. Mary intentionally sat at the feet of Jesus to hear the good that he had for her. And then she went about her tasks, but with a completely different perspective than had she not spent that time with him. So just that obedience, even if it's not long and as long as we would like it to be, that we are obeying the Lord and we are bringing what we have, not what we don't have. And we're saying to him, you are my priority. You are Lord of my life. I come to you first. I come to hear the good that you have for me. Moms, Just that act of obedience can change the trajectory, not only of our day, but of our weeks and our months and our years. It all adds up. And this is why the enemy would love nothing more than to undermine it by mischievously, deceptively distracting us and making us believe that other things are more important. Now, this might mean that we need to train our children to play quietly while we spend time in the word and prayer. It might mean that we can't do extensive Bible studies in this particular season. That's okay. There will be a time for that. It might mean that we have to get up earlier or stay up later or train our kids to in quiet time each day. You know, my kids had a quiet time each day after lunch. Or 
that I could have spent doing that, but I spent, my time was at a different time, but it's, it's a possibility. Um, maybe your husband can watch the kids for a little bit of time after dinner to give you 20 or 30 minutes to spend with the Lord. But please, 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 moms, I implore you to make this a priority. Don't let the enemy subversively get a foothold in your household because you are not in fellowship with God and not seeing the sneaky ways that the enemy is working in your family. He is very sneaky, okay? So this, um, in doing this, and just this simple act of obedience, as difficult as it can be, but it's why it's called a discipline, because it takes self-control. It takes consistency. It takes us saying, we're gonna do what feels like the hard thing, and we're gonna make this a priority. And what we're gonna find is that it is such a blessing. But moms, this is one of the main ways that we can build our family. The other thing I wanna say is that the enemy wants to make having quiet time with the Lord or spending time in the word and the prayer, in prayer, look incredibly difficult so that it almost doesn't seem worth it. That is such a tactic that he can use to literally tear down our families because this act of obedience to God is one of the main ways that we can build our families. Proverbs 14, one says, the wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. So I'm looking up this verse and I'm thinking, moms, if we are going to the Lord first and we are we are getting our marching orders from him. We're hearing the good that he has for us. And then we're in fellowship with him throughout the day. The result will be that we are building our house. Our house is being built. It's not being torn down. Foolishness would be to say that this is not a priority or this is just too hard or I just can't, I just can't. I've just blown it too many times. I'm not even gonna try. That is foolishness, moms, and we are physically, we are tearing in many ways, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we are tearing our own hands down, our own houses down when we make that choice. Let's not be foolish, moms. Psalm 127.1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Moms, we can't build our houses on our own. We need the Lord to build the house, and in order for that to happen, We need to get our direction from him. We need to walk in obedience to him and we need to know what that means. And we can only know that by reading the word, spending time in prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom as to how to apply the scriptures and the things that he's speaking to us. Let's pray. Lord, we ask for wisdom from the Holy Spirit as to how to interpret and and apply the word of God so that we can drive the enemy from all the territory that belongs to you. Our families belong to you. We are in covenant with you, God, and we want to build our houses up, not tear them down. Help us to remember that prayer is a strong wall of fortress and that every piece of armor is useless without prayer. Prayer is more important than anything else we are doing. Teach us to pray throughout the day and to pray with sincerity. Help us to remember that the condition of our hearts is more important than the words we use. But also bring to mind specific scriptures to pray over each thing that we bring to you. Lord, help us to be faithful, to continue to come to you in prayer and in the word 
to meditate on the word daily. Show us how to do that in this particular season. God, we know whatever season we are in, you can make a way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, moms, I want to share with you uh, classical conversations. Um, Consider homeschooling with classical conversations. By applying the classical Christian model of education, the classical conversations curriculum encourages students to learn how to learn and how to think for themselves so they can adapt to every challenge that life throws at them. Join the over 50,000 families in 50 countries who have chosen to educate their children with classical conversations. Visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day.